America's game. Now, 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 shop how many is here? Everything done changed. The change. That warp tool made you open your brain. Open your brain. Eric Vanek is here, so remember the name. Remember the name. Hey, hey. He got the waiver wire for the week. Tell you who to start and who to give a seat. Dropping the podcast every week. You know the knowledge is elite. After the show, we gon' hold a Lombardi. Celebrating like we throwing a party. This the blueprint that I know they gon' copy. Top my intros always go to hottest. Cause this is America's game. Hey everybody, welcome back to America's Game, episode number 15. I'm your host, Eric Vanek, and you can follow me on Twitter at Eric Vanek NFL. Follow the show at America's Game Pod as well. And as always, joined by my co-host on this one, Mike. What's going on, Mike? What's up, man? Uh, I just love vibing to that uh, America's Game intro right. that comes in. The video is amazing. Uh, the audio. I'm almost jealous, right? Like, Fizzle's done great stuff for everybody, but... I don't know, something about that one. The beat. The beat just right. gets me every single yeah. time. Yeah, same here. The beat is everything about it. Video, beat, song, everything is a, a pretty awesome on that. So, uh, yeah, I'm thankful and lucky to uh, Fizzle and Adam did that for me. appreciate it very much. Really good, really good. Hell yeah, man. All right, so we're uh, week 10 of the NFL season now. Um, some interesting uh, takeaways from week 10 and some injuries. Daniel Jones out for the year. That was kind of brutal. I don't know if you watched that one live. Like he got hurt the play before and then right. stayed in and then just fucking collapsed. That kind of sucked. Yeah, he's limping around and you're like, okay, well, he's walking. You know, he right. must be fine. And then uh, the next one drops back one step on the ground. Yeah, Done. That was brutal to see. Uh, but that just makes the Giants absolutely brutal to even watch the rest of the year. I feel... I, I'm with you. You said it on the on the trade show, one of the shows. You're like, I don't care about the Giants. Fuck them. Awesome. I'm with you on that. Uh, I, I don't care for the Giants. That's probably the team I hate the most in the league. Them and the Steelers. Uh, but yeah, it's it still sucks to see that. To uh, you know, a quarterback just drops back and just collapses like that. That was sucky. And I mean, then, come uh, on. At least Carson Wentz. He stayed in for the threw a touchdown pass on his torn ACL. <laughs> right. Come on, Daniel. <laughs> but, yeah, just watching them the rest of the year with Tommy DeVito and hopefully Tyrod comes back here shortly. But, yeah, I mean, if it's Tommy DeVito here for the next couple weeks. And, uh, I picked him up personally in a couple weeks this week just to have a quarterback. But I also did it, made sure it was on teams where I could pick up Matt Barkley too because I could see Matt Barkley just coming in here and starting there like this DeVito guy is terrible. He shouldn't even be on a roster. I only picked them up in a few spots. Uh, one lineup league. Uh, the rest mm-hmm. were best ball leagues. So, you know, you throw money at any quarterback who's got a pulse. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah I don't yeah, have yeah. to worry about this guy. I spent about 17% of my, my fab budget on give or take here and there on uh, yeah. Tommy DeVito. And I won some, lost some. Some people went way higher. Uh, yeah. Some people didn't bid shit at all. And then I looked like an asshole because I spent 17% <laughs> on Danny <laughs> DeVito's worst brother <laughs> playing quarterback. I don't know. but Right. Uh, the only real lineup league I bet on him is just because I'm tanking, so I don't really give a shit, right? Like, I have the, the top three picks already locked up, um, but I do have a little bit of a QB hoard, so it's just like you guys aren't getting free quarterbacks off the off the waivers, right? Exactly, right, right. <laughs> Here you go. That's kind of how I was, too, in some of my leagues, the deeper ones where you just got to 
take a quarterback, even if they're shitty, and see what happens. He might have a good game or two here there. But yeah, I made sure I picked up Barkley too in those deeper leagues because I think Barkley could get a start to or two here with. Um, knowing Dable's offense from being in Buffalo all those mm-hmm. years with him. So I think that's a, a smart play if you have DeVito. Then uh, for Daniel Jones, though, he's definitely not worth a first anymore. What would you be willing to trade him? Any second he's gone? Any second, yeah. Like I don't, I don't even you, know if that's even the right price if somebody even wants to do that, to be honest. I threw out some offers, and none of them got accepted. So, <laughs> so okay. you know, just trying to pivot to – Baker Mayfield, right? Like, just right. give me a quarterback with a pulse, especially in best ball leagues. But nobody's really too inclined to take Daniel Jones, so shit, a second mm-hmm. might even be too expensive. If you're on a rebuilder, there's really no point, like, even trying. Just hold him. He's a quarterback. He'll have some value at some point. You know, whether it's right. with the Giants or whether it's down the road, I mean, shit, I never thought Gardner Minshew would have any more value, and here we are. He's starting yeah. for the rest of the year and actually producing fairly well, so... Yeah, there's you always have those quarterbacks that you know if they come in in a pinch like Minshew has, they can be very productive for you. So right. that Minshew is definitely a guy I would always keep on my rosters if I had him. You know, if it's a guy like um, Tommy DeVito, he's not a guy I'm going to be keeping after this season at all. He'll be on the waivers. No. Um, you know, you can just tell. There's a, a couple of those guys, Jacoby Brissett. Brett Rippin. No, not Brett Rippon. That guy was fucking ass. You don't like him, man? He comes in, plays one game, and then they're like, get the hell out of here. We'd rather take Carson Wentz. <laughs> yeah, barely throwing for 100 yards. Uh, Tyrod Taylor's another one of those guys. Just There's just a couple of those um, backups that you can just keep. But, yeah, Daniel Mike Jones. White. Mike White, your boy. Yep, Mike White. Yep, Mike effing White. Tua, last year, like 17 injuries. This year, not even a peep of one. That's because he took that Tua Jitsu. Yeah. You should have known, man. That's all it's a, um, but yeah, Daniel Jones, I'm selling him any second. If I had him, I'd be fine getting rid of him. I think they, you argued with me the, uh, the other day about it. I think they're the, they're the lock number one pick overall. I don't know, man. Panthers stink too. (laughs) But they don't, they don't have their first. It's the bears. But I mean, number one pick wise, like they stink so bad that they're going to gift it to the bears. Right. They could. I I think Bryce is going to get better. I think as the season goes on here, they're gonna they're gonna be one of those teams that you they you know they suck, but they're gonna win like two or three games that they shouldn't at the end. Mm. Like they'd be playing Atlanta when Atlanta's not playing for something, or uh, you know one of those teams in their division, and they end up winning a, a game or two there at the end. That's kind of how I see um, Carolina doing it. Baker Mayfield hasn't had a Baker Mayfield game where he's throwing four picks yet. So, you know, that's coming against Carolina at some point. That'll give them a free win. That's kind of just how I'm seeing it. If it's Chicago, though, and they have the Panthers' first pick, I think they got to go Caleb, too, right? If you, you can't do it back-to-back years, right? Like, you just can't. If you've been put in that position, you have to. Like, you have to, right? Yeah. It's got to be done. And yeah. I don't know what they move Justin Fields for to someone. They get a third, maybe. Like, we we like to think that you know some team will trade for him for a first and just lock him in as a starting quarterback. That isn't really how the NFL works for the most part. Like you got to really mm-hmm. produce on the field and show it. So. I would I'd probably say a second. I don't know about first. Yeah, I think I think it might even be like a third round pick they get from somebody. Because I remember Tyrod, um, the Browns trade for him was a second. So if mm. fucking Tyrod can get a second. I think Fields can get definitely a second. Okay, 
right. It'd be interesting to see, right? Like I thought Trey mm-hmm. Lance had a bunch of talent here. Dallas is just picking him up. Yeah, for yeah, he cheap, got yeah so. he got dirt cheap. So I mean, it it just depends on who it is, I guess. I think Fields definitely has had an up and down career, but looking at his talent and all that, he could definitely, I think, fetch a second. I think. How about this? Let's speak it into existence. Arthur Smith gets fired. Justin Fields please. gets traded to the Falcons for a second round pick next year in whatever new coaching scheme that they got. Like, let's make that happen. <laughs> let's speak right. that into existence. Or even Washington. I take him in Washington. Yeah, I think Sam Howell's kind of doing enough right now to keep That's that what job. I'm afraid of, too. Yeah. I just, I think Washington's just going to be stuck in that purgatory where they're like, oh, yeah, like, like how they've been every year, 9 and 8, 8 and 9. Yeah, we got a quarterback and then that can just do enough, but can't get us over the hump. I could so. I could see a scenario though where uh, you know it almost feels inevitable at this point. Like we've heard the rumors uh, with Washington, Rivera's gone. Like he's going to get fired. It, it sounds like they're lo- they're looking to move on, which is yeah. long past overdue. But we've heard the Bill Belichick to uh, to Washington rumors, and now you're hearing the rumors out of New England that maybe Kraft's tired of Belichick anyway, so he's about ready to let him go. So I could see a scenario where Belichick does take over Washington, and instead of rolling with Sam Howell, who plays has played really well this year, going like, you know what's always killed me in the past? A guy like Justin Fields. <laughs> right. <laughs> I want that on my offense. That was one of the reasons he wanted Cam. There you go. There so, you go. yeah, I mean, I could see that too. Uh, you know, there's a lot of interesting spots Fields could end up just trying to do. Um, Vegas? No, Aiden's the guy there. <laughs> I mean, I could see it. Like it, if whoever the new coaches, if it's Pierce, or if they move on from Pierce at the end of the season, they could definitely be looking at a new quarterback. Because this new, I mean, they're going to have a new GM and a new coach. So they didn't draft Aiden O'Connell. They didn't sign Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, Even though Jimmy is still do some money for next year, he's going to still be on the roster unless they can move that money somehow. Let's uh, uh, let's put him back in San Francisco, which what they should have taken him, right? Right. Out of all the quarterbacks that they had, it's become pretty apparent that Justin Fields should have been the guy that they selected way back when. Uh, and uh, you know, Kyle Shanahan gets his RG three back, except for with healthy knees. You know, <laughs> for now. <laughs> yeah, not ruined <laughs> for now. Uh, I mean, man, there's still a few other places that they could go. Just trying to think of a couple off the top of my head here, but Seattle might be one. Geno's not looking the greatest. Yeah, Geno's had a very disappointing year, a lot worse than I expected, uh, especially for a team I thought was going to the Super Bowl. That, yeah. There's a there's a lot of options for Fields though. Like I don't yeah. I don't think I'm going to panic because even if you say like the Bears in a couple weeks are definitely on the trajectory, whether it's their pick or the Panthers pick, that's you know it's really looking maybe. The Giants mess around and win a game. I know unlikely, but maybe right. they do. And it's becoming more and more likely that Chicago's going to have the number one spot and people are going, oh, it's going to be Caleb or Drake May or whoever they decide with. They're going with the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think for dynasty managers, if you if you have fields, like don't panic and sell low. Like this is a guy who could easily flip for, you know, second or third round NFL pick and all of a sudden you're looking at a starting quarterback for next year too with mm-hmm. a ton of upside for mobility, rushing yards, fantasy mm-hmm. points. And if you looked at uh, Dane Brugler's rankings this week that came out, he flip-flopped him. He has Drake May number one overall and My Caleb th- third overall now. So it's not May even a lock dude. that – yeah, it's not even a lock that Caleb would be the first pick. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, Caleb, wherever he lands up, I'll be interested. Drake May, same thing. Both of those guys could uh, end up in some good spots here. Um, another guy that was interesting this week, we were talking a little bit about uh, Fab, Keaton Mitchell. Mm-hmm. How much, uh, how much Fab did you spend on him this week if he was out there? He actually wasn't available in a whole lot of leagues. Really wasn't. Wow. Um, okay. So looking around, there wasn't a lot uh, on Sleeper, right? You pull up the trends and, it, you know, he was the number one trending player for for Sleeper yeah. there for a while. And, you know, you pull it up and that's the first thing I look at just to make sure because their projections sometimes ain't always the greatest. So if you just look at uh, projections of, are available based on mm. projections, sometimes those guys don't show up. So um, I think maybe two leagues and I got outbid for both of them. So. You, you know me, though, in the league types I like to play in. We're talking 30, 35, 40-man roster spots. So right. there's dudes rostered everywhere. Like, yeah. surprisingly, Tommy DeVito wasn't rostered, but, you know, that's to be expected. He's shit. Right. I think once Daniel Jones came back, everybody dropped DeVito. But, right. you know, he was available again. Um, I actually did um, bid quite a bit on Keaton Mitchell in some of my leagues. Um, my one main home league that I do... Um, I bid it, or I used my f- number one waiver claim on him, so make sure I got him. Uh, so I'm blowing, blowing, blowing my wad there on that one. Uh, FFPC, you know, those waivers will run tonight, but I don't know if I'm going to get them yet. But I was some leagues, you know, high two hundreds, two eighties, um, couple leagues three hundred dollars I spent on him. So if I can get him for that cheap, I I'd love it. I think he's going to go a lot higher than that. I think people are going to be willing to spend seven hundred. Six hundred, eight hundred dollars, whatever it is, on um, Keaton Mitchell. What yeah, do you was, think of him as a player, though? I was just doing a quick search just to see if I could give you a number somewhere where I saw him go and pretty much roster just about everywhere, which is nuts. Um, I got uh, asked on uh, the executives with Cody Carpenter and Matty Kiewum on Sunday night. They were watching the game and they asked me about him and like Matty doesn't really like him, which is fine. Um, I think for me though, like I'm willing to take a shot, you know. I'm starting to come around to this whole notion too. We always we're such snobs as a dynasty community, as a fantasy community, uh, when it comes to players and their size. Like we do this all the time, right? Devon A Chain's never gonna be shit because he ain't big enough. He's tiny, right? Tank Dell, this is me. I did it to Tank Dell. Tank Dell's never gonna be shit because look at him. He's he's Tutu Atwell. Tutu Atwell's never gonna be shit and he started off hot this year, right? We're such size snobs. Uh Devontae Smith's too skinny. I think I'm just past that shit. If you can play, you can play. That's it. And if you show something, I am interested. And Keaton Mitchell showed shit in college. Uh, he showed it, you know, albeit maybe in garbage time. And I don't think he's going to come in and unseat Gus Edwards. But it's a nice dynamic to add to their offense that's much different than what they had, right? Justice Hill is used to be highly explosive. But, you know, injuries, Achilles, that kind of stuff saps it over time. So I really think that he might have a role going forward. I just don't know how prominent, but in this age and day of running backs, shit, give me one on a pretty decent offense that's going to have opportunity. So uh, if you spent a a ton on Keaton Mitchell, I have no qualms about it. I would have if he was available, but he just flat wasn't. Right. Two good points you brought up. So the size thing, I kind of had the same feelings as you did. Oh, this A-chain, Keaton Mitchell. I've, I've even said it on this podcast and other podcasts. They're too small. I'm not really that interested in it. Well, I think that I'm I'm wrong on that now, and I got to flip on it. I'm flipping on it now. I mean, A Chain is showing he can come in and carry the workload, put up a 50 fantasy point week for you. Um, in the right scheme, these guys can do things. Tank Dell, same thing, like you said. Two two Atwell. 
all those guys. Um, looking at uh, the other point that I was you brought up was the rushing offense. They are number three in the league in rushing. This is a team that's going to run the ball. They know how to run the ball. Um, yeah, it was a lot of it was. I mean, he didn't come in. I think till the second quarter. I think was when he started. Uh, but Justice Hill was the one who got the most snaps. Gus Edwards only had 14 snaps, and he did, what, two touchdowns and all mm-hmm. that damage in 14 snaps. Um, now I know Gus Edwards came in, he was a little banged up, so maybe they were just taking the uh, foot off the gas there for him, letting him take a breather just to get his injuries healed up so they're not overusing him. But I think he's better than Justice Hill, Keaton Mitchell. And if he can get, take that snap and Justice Hill is gets down to the 10 snaps a game and Keaton Mitchell gets those 25, 30 snaps and, you know, the other 25, 30 goes to Gus. I think Keaton Mitchell could definitely make a difference, especially in this rushing offense. Um, him and Lamar paired together with that speed. Oh man. I love that. So <laughs> one damn I, league, one damn league. He was available in one. And, okay. and it's that, that crazy IDP where we're starting like 13 on offense and 12 on defense or whatever it is, 60 man rosters where uh, those kind of like fringe running backs really don't matter, right? Like a guy gets two sacks and he's a 40-pointer, right? You want the defensive players in this best ball league. So one damn league. (laughs) Ah, No no Keaton Mitchell anywhere That's crazy to me that in a 60-man league he wasn't even owned. Well, you want all those those defensive guys, man. You want all them linebackers and defensive ends and, you know, even those safeties. I remember – Kyle Hamilton had like a 70 point week in this league. Like that's the dudes you want to roster for those explosives. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's still shocking though that he was out there. I I don't remember how many he was available in mine, but I've maybe say 40% of my leagues. He was probably available. So um, took some shots on him. I think he could be, I don't want to call him a league winner, but he could be one. I don't want to put stake my claim into that, but um, I am putting some eggs in that basket. I didn't put all of them in there, but uh, I'll toss the sp- a couple. Yeah, the spots that I could get them in, um, I'm, I'm going to take a shot, and hopefully it works out for me. You know, hopefully uh, he continues this pace. They keep getting him the ball because he is explosive. He can make those plays. Uh, something that Baltimore running back room hasn't had in a long time. It's been these plotters. You know, Dobbins, sure, he had some uh, bursts to him before he got injured, but those injuries took it away. Justice Hill tore his Achilles uh, a couple years ago. He hasn't really been the same explosive player, They and they never really used him before that. Gus Edwards is just, you know, north-south, Jerome Bettis-type runner. Um, yep. So it's it's something different they haven't had in a while. So I am curious to see how he plays for sure. Now, once upon a time, we wrote off uh, Jarek McKinnon on the Chiefs, right? He's kind of small. No one really gives a shit. He's been yep. injured a billion times. It's Kansas City. They'll go to somebody else next week. And all he did was pretty much be a league winner back-to-back years during this final stretch run here. So, uh, yeah. yeah, not the worst thing if you want to unload the clip on a guy like Keaton Mitchell at this point. Right. So, this is funny about McKinnon. I had him, like, all year stashed on my teams, and I just I had to make some – roster moves for bye weeks injuries and whatnot and i had to drop him and i'm like so tempted to pick him back up but like he just hasn't done anything like i don't think he has i think you might have more rushing yards than he does on here <laughs> yeah, and his receiving yards are great you know well, not great but they're like 20 yards 25 30 here gets a couple touchdowns but yeah, his rushing like is just not non-existent, especially with um, Ceh is out too. I figured he would maybe get a little bit more. Nope, didn't happen. 
Uh, maybe they'll uh, they'll call up Denaric Prince, and that's going to be the Kansas City back to own for the the fantasy yeah. playoffs. Huh? Yeah, they'll call uh, uh, Spencer Ware again. Hey, you want to come play again? Is he still around? <laughs> Larry Johnson, you want to come play at forty-five? Hey, that guy was the truth. He might still be able to get you a hundred yards on a good. Side. I think I think he's still recovering from that like four hundred carry season he had. <laughs> Just give Jeez. him the ball. Give Larry the ball. Yeah, that was uh, that was an amazing year. Uh, another guy, not so amazing. Uh, Cam Akers. Mm, bye. Another torn Achilles on the opposite leg this time, but. I I personally dropped him in every single league I owned him in well, right after the injury. Yeah, I'm see one him. of those types. Um, I just wanted to to see what your your thoughts were. You're just completely done with him, like I am. Oh yeah. As soon um, as I uh, as soon as you got the report, and then I watched the video. Um, I think it was from uh, from the guy who punctured uh, who punctured uh, Tyrod's lung, David Chow. I think. It no, was he he didn't puncture him. It was somebody else. <laughs> but he used to be a former Chargers doctor. That's probably you. what you're we'll, thinking of. Well, we just throw it out there anyway. Yeah. They'll, they'll get me for slander. I don't, slant, I don't want to slander the guy. Um, but but yeah, I, 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 he had the video. He was one of the first ones that I saw yeah. that had the video. And uh, when they zoomed in, I saw that calf you know, do the little quiver. I was like, well, that's it. That's done. And I'm yeah. pretty sure that's the other Achilles. It doesn't matter. If it was the same one, If it, it didn't matter to me. Went right to the leagues. Uh, I think I had three leagues with Cam Akers. Uh, just type in the name, any fab, right? And one person sent me a fifth instead of fab. I said, that's good enough. I'll take it. The other yeah. two just got dropped, uh, you know, after the week concluded. And right. people people didn't want that shit anyway, so. Yeah, I dropped him in, I think I only had him in three of my, like, 50 leagues. I know Scott had him in a couple. Scott dropped him uh, pretty much immediately. And it's just funny. You go through your waivers this morning, and you see people picking him up. Um you're just like, what are you doing? Like, you just don't listen to any of these podcasts that we do. Like, I don't know. The the odds that Cam Akers, re- you know, returned from one Achilles was was high enough. You know, now it's two Achilles. Yeah, no, no, no one's ever done it. Not starting right now. So, uh, mm. if you got if you got Cam Akers, I think I just advise you. You could try for some whatever fab, fifth round pick, sixth, sixth round pick, whatever it is. Try for that first, and if nobody even gives you that, just drop them. You're safe to drop them. So, uh, R.I.P. to Mr. Cam Akers. I know Adam must be distraught. Yeah, he's devastated. Over for him. <laughs> I remember in one of my leagues um, before the season started, um, I got their 2024 first for Cam Akers. What? Yeah. Wow. I was okay. like, thank God. I was like, that was a smash. Um, cause we were going, I had a couple running backs and we were going back and forth on them. Uh, and then he offered that one. I couldn't hit except fast enough on that well, one. I can tell y'all we'll see if Adam actually listens to this too, but uh, <laughs> Adam's had two running backs this year that he's like trying to fight me on all the time. And, uh, both have, uh, popped Achilles <laughs> oh, this year. So, uh, two popped Achilles for both of Adam's favorites, JK Dobbins, Cam Akers. And uh, you're gonna see a you're gonna see a shift, right? Adam's gonna be the uh, the lover scorned, right? He's gonna hate every running back. Doesn't matter what their name is. He doesn't like them. He hates them all. If you can do me a small favor and let me keep a list and let us know what running backs that Adam likes, get and you. we will get off of those running backs as soon as possible. Just don't even bother. <laughs> yeah, right. It's no thanks. Don't want uh, the Adam curse on any of those guys. For he sure. did it to DeAndre Swift last year, man. That's why he didn't get no usage. 
Yeah. We loved him. A um, couple more news bites. Uh, Kyler Murray's coming back. Khalil yes. Herbert's coming back. James Conner's coming back. Devin Chain's coming back. Um, there was another one. Uh, uh, Justin Jefferson, I think, is getting close to coming back here, too. So getting some reinforcements back, so that's good. And then the other little news one um, actually broke right before the podcast started here that the uh, Senior Bowl and all the other different kind of bowls are now going to allow juniors to be um, included in that. So what are your thoughts on that? Ooh, that's nice, right? Yeah. That's a that's a huge week. The only thing that I would say that I would uh, kind of be a little bit more cautious about, like it's a little bit of a downer, right? You want to see the best players there because it's a, such a central event for, you know, content creators. There's a lot of people who do fantasy that go down there, but scouts, talent evaluators, NFL, you hear all these good reports coming out of the Senior Bowl and guys come out of nowhere and really rise because you get to see them against other really good, talented players in one-on-one drill settings and practice settings. The only thing that would uh, irritate me just a little bit about it is the fact that there's going to be less opportunity for some of those long shots, right? Those Tyson pageants of the world, those, we wouldn't really know about Christian Watson, like those kind of, kind of people, the tank Dells, those Mm -hmm. that really stand out that really need the senior bowl. If you get a bunch of juniors, so hopefully they do something where they kind of cap it. It's just, you know, if you either cap it or just add more roster spots. Yeah. 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 Something like that. Even, I think that would be good. Because now you're gonna you're gonna get Caleb and all these guys. Those guys aren't gonna even gonna participate anyways. Like Caleb Williams won't be there. Drake May won't be there. But you might get your your other guys that could uh, come out if Bo Nix comes out or whatever. Bo Nix would probably be one of the headline guys there. Right. Um, Michael Penix, all those guys. You know, if they come out, they'll be down there. So I like um, like that. I think for the quarterbacks, it's probably the, in their best interest to go right. right. Like it's it, those junior type quarterbacks who aren't yeah. locked in. If as you're top the super players. elites, you're Marvin Harrison Jr., you're Brock Bowers, you're not going. You might go down there for meetings and stuff, but you're not participating in any of the drills. No one needs to see uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. work out. We already know the guy's a stud. Right. So <laughs> we're good. Yeah, we're, we're good. good. We're good, Marvin. You can, we'll see uh we'll see uh you'll be off the board in the first three picks NFL draft in May, so I wonder if it'll be more beneficial for a lot of these running backs too, like these junior running backs, because yeah, if you're a senior running back year. that stayed in college this long, like it really stinks for you. You know what I mean? Like you're getting mm-hmm. all that extra wear and tear on your body. Um if you're a junior guy though, you can go down there and make an impression. Like if yeah. you imagine like yeah. Braylon Allen showing up to the senior bowl this year. And you're mm-hmm. like, you get to see the measurables and see this guy in practice and uh, probably could make himself a little bit of draft capital, right? We talk about it right now with this class. I don't even know if we'll get a second-round running back. Well, Braylon Allen goes down there and dominates and looks like an Adonis. Maybe some NFL scout falls, and falls in love, and all of a sudden you're getting him at the back end of the first, and you're going, holy shit. Yeah, I mean, you could. But if you just listen to Dane Brugler and those guys, they're not very high on this running back class coming Correct. out at all. Braylon Allen, Rocket Sanders are probably the two of the top ones. Um, there's a couple others out there as well. But if you just kind of look at those guys, man, if you have them in Debbie leagues, are you you know they still got that name cachet? Would you just be willing to trade them for yeah something on. right now? See ya. Okay. That's kind of how I'm feeling, too, because if these guys fall into third-round picks, which it sounded like they might, like Braylon Allen, Rocket Sanders, those guys, we, don't, we might not even get them in the second. Um, yeah, their draft stock is, you know, taking them in the in our rookie drafts, taking them at the first round is going to be really, really risky. Right. The and way the running back position is right now, I don't. 
C2C leagues, uh, you, you just want guys that produce, right, for the mm-hmm. college side. But I'm not thinking at all about uh, what their NFL prospects are. Right. I could give zero shits. Same thing if you're in a Devi league. Um, for me, I would probably not invest any capital into Devi running backs, period. Right. right? We, we thought Nick Singleton was awesome this time last year, and he's getting outshined by every other running back on his team at this point, right? He's right. still doing some things, but, like, it's not as rosy as we once thought, and the whole running back landscape from college is just kind of a shit show at this point. So if they right. still got some name cachet, move them. Yeah. If you can find an equivalent wide receiver in that range, like that still holds that kind of name value, go there. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a quarterback prospect, something like that. Do that. Right, right, exactly. And Dane talked about these guys are kind of just committee backs now. Yeah. I mean, they're going to come in the NFL. They're going to be in a committee anyways. There's no Bijan that can – I mean, even Bijan's in a damn committee. Unfortunately, you know, have, yes. You know, Jonathan Taylor's in a, in a little bit of a committee with Zach Moss. I, I mean, it's just how these running backs are. There's very, very few guys that could just, you know, that are Derrick Henry that are going to get all the work. I mean, even Derrick Henry's taking some snaps off from uh, Tajay Spears. So, um, all right. So now I want to break into our main part of the episode here. Um, so a lot of people right now are going to be starting um, startups, mid-season startups. They're going to be... You know, there's a lot of a lot of the leagues that I've I've seen um, form. You know, with some communities like Scott's community that I have, we started a couple um, startups middle of the year, and that's kind of just a way to, you know, say, man, my my season sucked. I need to I need another league, uh, just do something different kind of thing. And just looking at uh, what I wanted to do here is kind of just look at what are our top 10 ranks right now if we were doing a startup midseason? Uh, what are our quarterback top 10, a running back, wide receiver, tight end top 10s? To kind of give you guys a look at if you're going to do one of these leagues coming up, maybe some of your buddies uh, like this idea. Oh, man, let's do a startup mid-year. Um, you know, you can play f- rest of this season out, obviously, and then have a playoffs. Um, usually it's like... Uh, if you're doing a hundred dollar buy-in this year is fifty dollars um, from that a hundred you're using for the championship, you know, to crown the winner. And then the other fifty will be used towards next year, whatever it is. Um, so you guys can start a startup here and kind of um, go from there. So you know, it's kind of um, like you were saying earlier uh, offline to me about how these these are just like. Uh, how did you put it again? I forget. Well, they're degenerate gamblers. It's everybody at the That's casino it. who loses their ass, and they go, just give me another 1000 Like, put me down for another 1000 on credit. I'll turn this whole thing around right now, right? Right. My team may suck this year, but we do another startup. You just wait. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, right. You're right. I'm due. <laughs> yeah, I'm due. This is it. This I'm is due. my time. I do, a, I do a ton of these mid-season startups because they're kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, to do. Uh, I've, never, I've never done one where we actually play for any kind of money in that season. Um, still so like 2023 if it was this one uh like you were talking about uh whenever i do Americ, um it's usually just we put the kickers in as placeholders for draft picks but we'll have the whole 24 draft rookie draft already decided so that's always kind of fun to do a whole little dynamic too and it's like well you know you're building a team for 2024 not 2023 so to see where like a the 101 pick would go where the 102 etc goes and yeah uh, yeah you can do that too yep I've, I've been in a couple of those and you just throw them into the draft so if you want 
you know, say you're the pick 105 and you want Caleb Williams that bad, you can take the first draft pick right then and there and, and do it. So, And one of the cool things for the people, in case you guys don't know, SouthHarmonFF.com, we do have the uh, the Sleepier league management system. So if you do one of these on Sleeper, uh, JCAP built the tool, and it's incredible, but it actually tracks in the draft the, the kickers. And in your specific league, it'll give you the uh, the rookie draft order, so you don't have to manually type it out or keep a pin list or whatever. You can actually just look and see that a kicker went and marks it down as the 101, then another okay. kicker goes and marks it down as the 102, so on and so forth, which is really cool. That is pretty cool. I like that. Um, have you committed to and, and doing any of these yet or, or anything like that we talked about it in the discord and i said it'd probably be about a week like one oh. more week just feels like hey we're we're four weeks left to the playoffs there's going to be some teams go like i'd have to win all four games and you know make up 300 points <laughs> just to make the playoffs right probably not going to happen so once the despair really sets in it's a perfect time i'm going to have some myself like i'll still have a bunch of contenders going for it too but uh you just gotta say the words "draft" and I get excited. Like, right, exactly. Hell yeah, exactly. let's do it. Let's start up some leagues, boys. All right, all right. So we're gonna go through our top ten quarterback ranks right now. So um, we'll just we'll go one to three to start. Who would be your top three quarterbacks right now? Ooh, this is actually probably the easiest one. Mahomes, yeah. Allen, Hurts, and pick whatever order you want to put them in. Okay, that's probably where I'm at too. Depending on settings and all that, I could see. Maybe putting Hurts first over Mahomes. Very likely. If it's a point-per-carry league, maybe Josh Allen over Mahomes, too. I could see it. I probably would go, um, if we're just doing a standard, you know, super flex league with some tight end premium, PPR, no point-per-carry or anything, I think I would probably go Mahomes, Hurts, Allen as well. I think I'll agree with what Keep Trade Cut has right now. Sometimes we got to let go of our priors, too, right? And uh, I will say this. People go, you're crazy if you put anybody above Mahomes. Are we right? Josh Allen has outscored him in points per game multiple times um, uh-huh. over the past couple of seasons. Uh, you look at warp if you like to look at that data metric. Josh Allen's like two, two, one, two. Like he never falls outside the top two. And then if you just look at the last couple of years as far as warp per game goes, Jalen Hurts is the number one quarterback in both years. So. Uh-huh. Like there's a conversation for any of them, so don't don't just write it off that Patrick Mahomes still carries this massive thing. Like I wouldn't hate it if we we're in a startup right now, Eric, and somebody took Jalen Hurts one, because maybe there's a little points per carry. I wouldn't hate it if you took Josh Allen, you know, number one in the same kind of thing. Um, it's just kind of your flavor. Like I'm good with all three of these quarterbacks. I think they all have a realistic case to be one on one. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, all right, so quarterbacks four, five, and six. Who would you have for those? I'm going to go Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, and C.J. Stroud. Wow, okay. Interesting. Um, Yeah, I think I would still have Burrow at four. I like Burrow there. Man, I think I would go... I think I'm just going to go... I think I'm going to go with what Keep Drake Cut has right now. I'm going to go Lamar Jackson at five and Herbert at six. That's fair. That's fair. Lamar deserves to be in that conversation. Yeah. You just told me to name three, though. If you told me to name four, I would put all four of those guys in the same right, tier. Right, right, right. Like they're all in the same tier for me. Okay. And then your uh, seven, eight, nine, ten, round it out. Lamar would be there. That's the end of the tier for me. And then I start a new tier. Um, right. Trevor Lawrence and then Tua. Tua, okay. And then I think one more for your tenth. Oh, number ten. 
Ooh, this is the tough one. Who the hell would you put at number ten? And we'll and we'll say that it's this is for going into next season. Going so. into next year, doing a startup right now. If I yep. wasn't playing for this year, uh, I think I'd put Anthony Richardson in there. But I can make a case for Kyler. Um, I'm interested to see how Kyler looks when he comes back. Okay, um, I would have C.J. Stroud. I agree with that one. I think I would have Anthony Richardson next. Then I would probably have, oh, man, it's between Trevor, Tua, and Caleb. I think I would probably go, I think I'm going to go Caleb, then Trevor, I think is going to be my top ten. Oh, there you go. Now, I think, yeah, I could put Caleb Williams up there, too. Yeah, I mean, Drake May is probably right here, too. Kyler, Tua, you mentioned. Here's the thing. If I was doing one of uh, my in-season startups, mm-hmm. I would put the 101 in there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if we were doing the draft right now um, and I'm drafting the 101 pick, much different than if I'm drafting one specific player. Right, right yeah. Either Caleb or May, whoever it is. I um, think if I was doing that, I would put the 101 uh, above where I had Trevor Lawrence. Okay, that's fair. And just looking at keep trade cut here too of how far uh, Deshaun Watson has fallen. I think they're just they're crazy. But if Deshaun Watson is this far down, I'd probably go buy some. They have Sam Howell and Will Levis above him. <laughs> and Brock Purdy. And Brock Purdy. Yeah, no thank you. Pass. Yeah. All right, now looking at uh, running backs. So our top ten running backs. Who would be Do your top to three running backs? <laughs> yes, unfortunately. At least, at least we don't have any rookie running backs to throw in here. Um, I'm going to go Bijan, Brees Hall. Christian McCaffrey. Okay. I think I would um, – I think I had the same. Bijan, Brees, Christian McCaffrey. I think that's a pretty locked-in top three for me, so I like that. Uh, how about your four, five, six? Uh, four, I would go Jameer Gibbs. I would go Travis Etienne at five, and six would be Devon Achan. Nice. Okay. I like that. I think I'm going to go Etienne at four, Gibbs at five, and, yeah, I think I agree with you. I think I'd go H and 6. So I like that. Um, and then our 7, 8, 9, and 10. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, Kenneth Walker, 8, 7, 8, 9. Now i got to come up with two more. It's yeah. so hard to come up with two more because they all suck. <laughs> all uh, there's a couple that are still good out there. I think I'll put Saquon up there until I see him actually die off. Um, all right. Officially. Man. I mean, he's still only 26, so it's not like Barkley's completely fallen off a cliff. Right. And I'll put Austin Eckler up there. I think that's kind of got to – he'll be my number 10. I still think he's got a game that could last another couple oh. years. All right. I agree with you on Taylor. I really, really like Ken Walker, and it's hard to put any of these guys above Ken Walker. But, man, the last couple of weeks have been kind of scary with to me with uh, Charbonnet right. getting some more work, and it's like, ooh, man, if – Walker just doesn't get all the volume. He could just fall off a cliff. Right. Um, I think I would probably go Walker here, but it is shaky. I do like Barkley. Um, I think my last spot is close. Like you had Eckler. I think I kind of want to put. I think I kind of want to put DeAndre Swift there. 
I think he is really showing something with Philadelphia, man. Ooh, little resurgence. I love it. Let's right. Go. I mean, he can catch the ball still, and he's got gonna have a really good offensive line there. Like they prioritize the offensive line there, even though some of their guys are older now. They've you know drafted those young guys behind them to play there. So. Right. You know, their offensive line is going to still be pretty good. I think I'm going to go Swift. He's still only 24. I mean, he's just as – he's the same age as Jonathan Taylor, so it's not like he's uh, ancient or anything. So I'll go I'll go t- Swift over Eckler for my last spot. I like that. That's a good call. Good call. Okay. All right. Uh, wide receivers now. This is an interesting one. Who would you have as your top three wide receivers right now? So Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, one okay. and two. Still for me, uh, those guys are just different. But I will also add somebody into the tier, and it's going to be Marv, Marvelous Marv. So generally, if we're talking about the startup, it's going to be the 103. I think it's within reason. Mm -hmm. And I actually think there'll be some people that will have him over Jamar Chase. Yeah, I think people are going to have Marvin up this high. He's going to top five conservatively, probably more like you said, top three. He's going to be valued that highly as soon as he comes into the league. The minute um, he does, yeah. Yeah, for me, it's Jamar Chase, I think, as number one. Just because he's going to be locked with Joe Burrow, I have no idea who the hell Justin Jefferson's going to be locked with. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it, Josh Dobbs again? Sure, possibly, because they're, they're, what, four and four or five and four now? They're going to have a late pick. Please make Michael Penix happen. Please lose the rest of your games and make Michael Penix happen. Michael Penix to Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison is what we need. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a big Penix fan, so you might be uh, you might be the guy this year that that's liking him. But we'll see. I want to hear more about you know we haven't really heard more about what Dane Brugler and Daniel Jeremiah, Bucky Brooks, uh, Mel Kiper, all those guys, what they've really had to say about those guys to really dive deep into their games. Plus, we still have you know half the college season left it seems like um before you know some of the really big games are coming up here for a lot of those guys so we'll see how they do in the playoffs and deep in their conference championship games and stuff but yeah i really don't know who justin jefferson's quarterback is going to be could they be a team that gets justin fields maybe but the bears going to trade him within division uh, you know, Ryan Tannehill is going to be available for somebody. I mean, I know it's an older guy, but he's still pretty decent. Jimmy G could be moved on. Daniel Jones could be moved on if Caleb Williams goes to the Giants. Mm. So there's different possibilities there for the Vikings of who they could get at quarterback. Uh, but for right now, if I'm doing a startup, I think I'm going to take Chase over Jefferson just because of that uncertainty. Um, still love Jefferson. He's a tremendous player. Number three. I think I'm going to agree with you on Marvin Harrison because if I don't, I just think I'll be missing out. I won't be able to get him. So I agree with you on the top three. A little different order, but the top three I agree with. Um, You're four, five, and six. Hot take alert for number four, right? Let's go. Fire it up. Make a sounder. Tyreek Hill still going to be number four. Okay. I, I, I have no problems with that at all. I, I know he's a little older than yeah. these guys that are you know on the list ahead of him, but I, I, can, I can't argue with it. He's just good, man. And yep. you, 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 if you realistically look at it and you go, is he going to lose a step in 2024, like from now to then? Like, is well, that we've been saying happen? Travis Kelsey's going to lose a step for three years now. <laughs> exactly. Like, I he don't hasn't missed a damn shit. step. Right. That offense, too, of getting him the ball and how dynamic and fast he is, it's going to keep going, and he's going to keep producing. So that's mm-hmm. the number four wide receiver in Dynasty right now, in my opinion. 
Okay. And then uh, five and six? Five and six, then I'll go A.J. Brown, um, C.D. Lamb, and I'll put C.D. Lamb kind of as a tie with Amonra. Like, we got to put some respect okay. on Amonra's name, so I'll give you an extra right there. I mean, it'd be six and seven. That's your seven, okay. Those, so yeah. Okay. That's fine. We can do that. Um, I agree with you. A.J. Brown at four. That guy's been absolutely phenomenal this season. One of my favorite players in the league. Fifth. I'll probably put Tyreek with you with there. I think I go AJ over Tyreek, but it's it's so close. Like I, I can't really argue there. Um next up, I think it's a you're correct on a tie with C D Lamb and Amon Ra. I think, man, I've been I, I know C D Lamb just had a tremendous game. I'm kind of just scared of that that whole offense with Dallas with McCarthy calling plays, man. Like they're winning enough games to where they're not going to shit can McCarthy unless they just absolutely implode during the playoffs or something. Um, I think I'm going to put Amon Ra above CD Lamb because I I know Amon Ra, man, with him and Goff just have a really good chemistry. I know he's getting the ball. I just n- never know week to week with Dallas who the hell's going to produce for them or not just because right. they're so inconsistent. So uh, that would be my top seven with Amon Ra over CD. And then who do you have for eight, nine, and ten? Eight, nine, and ten is going to be tough, right? Because yeah, there's a, very. there's a whole – we kind of get into that, that tier of uh, – flat tier of meh, right? They either have warts because they're old, uh, they're young, and – aren't really producing at an elite level or their number two options on their team. Um, I'm going to try my best here. I'm going to try my best. Uh, Devontae Smith, I think, still deserves to be up here, even though being the number two. Uh, and it hasn't been super rosy for him, but we also kind of saw this last year, didn't start off the greatest, and then just finished the season on a massive tear. So uh, I will still put him up there. I still value Devontae Smith really high. I'm going to go T. Higgins at 9, and people are probably going to hate this. Um, either way, it's going to work out good for me. Either he returns with Joe Burrow, and you're tied in 1 and 2 still, which I don't think is likely because I don't think they have the money to pay Chase. They already paid Burrow and paid T. Higgins. I don't think that's going to happen. He goes somewhere, though. He's a bona fide alpha receiver, number one option, and we can only hope that it's someplace like Carolina you know, with Bryce Young. Uh, we can hope maybe it's uh, a place with like Justin Herbert and the Chargers, and they just go fucking Quentin Johnson didn't work out. But we need that big, that big body out for receivers. So, T. Higgins at nine, and then ten. I think I want the wide receiver two in this class, whoever that shakes out to be, right? So it'd probably be a draft pick for me. Keon Coleman is really really good. Roma Dunze is very very good. I don't know who's going to be the number two, and I would say there's a very strong case for Malik Neighbors to be in that conversation. But the number two wide receiver in this class is going to be fantastic as well. They just get overshadowed by how fucking awesome Marvin Harrison Jr. is, right? right? Like his consolation prize. I want the consolation prize rookie wide receiver. Yeah, no, that's um, interesting. I definitely was not thinking about the wide receiver, too. I think there's still some guys I would take personally. Uh, maybe, I don't know, there's maybe like six or seven guys I'm, I'd probably take over the wide receiver too. But it also depends, like like you said, if one of those guys ends up in the right spot, I don't want everyone uses Kansas City, but even like a Buffalo or something, mm-hmm. like uh, something like that, man, they could that could shoot them up right up there. So I agree with that. But, uh, man, who would I, at eight, I'm going to mention a guy that you didn't even mention. That was Garrett Wilson. 
Even with Zach uh, Wilson throwing him the ball right now, he has been freaking great the last three weeks that he's played. Um, still only 23 years old. Should get Aaron Rodgers back next year. He might even get Aaron Rodgers back here in a couple weeks, believe it or not. Um, I, I want to see that. I think uh, Garrett Wilson is showing the ability to be an alpha in this league, even with Zach Wilson throwing him the ball the last two years. So I'm going to still stick with Garrett Wilson and I know he's going to get better quarterback play. So that one's pretty locked for me. Um, kind of the same thing that you said about Tyreek Hill. I know he's older. So is Stephon Diggs, same age. Mm-hmm. That that guy doesn't slow down either. That guy's a walking 100 catchers every single year for like three years in a row now. So I think I'm going to go with Stephon Diggs up there still at my number nine spot. Number 10, there's literally... A handful of guys. You mentioned Devontae Smith, T. Higgins. Those guys are right up there. Jalen Waddles in there. Chris Olave. Um, they have Jordan Addison, Puka Nakua. Those guys up here that high. I don't know if I go that high yet. Maybe Addison if you got the right quarterback. I still like Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk has had a tremendous season. Yep. I think I'm gonna go with Olave. I know he hasn't had the greatest season yet, but I think. I think I would go Olave there. Over, I mean, Jalen Waddle's still really, really good too, but Waddle hasn't had the season I thought he could so far. I mean, I know injuries have really done that to him, but. Um, Keep this in mind when you're in your uh, your your startups, your midseason startups, right? Uh, you're talking about guys that are probably in like the third, fourth round range of the startup, and mm-hmm. it's deep as shit. It is yep. deep as shit. Plenty of options. So right. you don't necessarily have to go wide receiver real early because you can hammer a bunch of the third and fourth rounds if that's what you want to do. Absolutely. Yep. Good call. And you could even, you know, if you want to hit the hell out of this tier, you know, I, I personally trade. don't like doing this. If trade you want to trade back, you can trade back here. Trade back from your third and fourth picks. Maybe you pick up a couple fives and sixes and have double picks in those rounds. You're still going to be getting the DK Metcalf, DJ Moore, mm-hmm. Michael Pittman, Nico Collins, George Pickens. You're going to be in that tier. Drake of London, guys Zay get, Flowers. Yeah. Like, there's right. plenty of dudes down here. Yeah, so there's p- so many wide receivers in the league that you can kind of do that. So that's a good call. But I think I would... Yeah, I think I'm gonna go Olave as my tenth guy, but there's a, like you said, any day it's of the hard. week I might wake up and find somebody new to go with. So. It's hard, honestly, because once you get to eight, Eric, I'm pretty sure you could go eight to fifteen, sixteen, and I could see them ranked any which way, yeah, any which order. Absolutely, right? agreed. You know, like you said, you're gonna have Garrett Wilson up there. That's a guy I was like, okay, yeah, I could see him. Yep. He's like probably 12 for me, but Jesus, being eight isn't crazy either. <laughs> no, because the guy was like top five going into the season. So right. he's only fallen just because he's got stuck with Zach Wilson for the rest of the year. But as soon as he gets Aaron Rodgers back, he's going to shoot back up. 100%. I'm with so, you. And he's had a great, you know, pretty good year regardless. So, And then tight ends. So let's finish it off here with the tight ends. Your top three tight ends. Ooh, do we have to? Yeah, unfortunately. This is this one's gonna be ugly after like five. Top three tight ends, uh Sam Laporta, Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews. And okay. this is gonna depend on how you wanna build your team, I guess. If you're taking tight ends, then I gotta rank them, right? If you're going for the youth build, you're not taking Travis Kelsey. Right. Uh, period. Yeah, it, so like you're good. You just yeah. pass. Yeah, but <clears throat> excuse me, it depends on what your um your preferences and how you're going to build your team. So you got to come in with a plan, obviously. And if your plan is to go win now, Kelsey's going to be a guy that you're going to want to take. If you want to build younger, 
like I like to do, I like to build young and win now at the same time. There's a way to do it. You're going to get a guy like Sam Laporta because Sam Laporta has been great. Mark Andrews is still young. TJ Hawkinson is still young. So those guys you can still get and be a win now team. Uh, I think I agree with you. I'd probably go Laporta, Kelsey Andrews is my top three as well. Uh, what about four, five, and six? Brock Bowers. Brock Bowers at four. The hype is going to be ridiculous for him. Uh, might even push for that number three spot behind probably Laporta and Kelsey, and Mark Andrews would be the one getting pushed to the side, but Bowers is going to be up there. Mm-hmm. Dalton Kincaid is coming on real strong, and then I will still put Kyle Pitts up there because what if yeah. Arthur Smith gets fired and they get a quarterback? Like, what if? Like, do we finally get it? There's going to be that hopium still around Kyle Pitts. Right. Okay. Um. Yeah, I agree with you. I think I would go Bowers at four because of that hype. You kick Hawkinson out of this tier, which is interesting, but I kind of agree with you. If you're watching on video, he's watching over my shoulder. Yeah, you're kicking the Iowa tight end out. and But it's the same conversation I just had with with, uh, Justin Jefferson. He's not going to have Kirk Cousins next year. I don't know who the hell he's going to have. Does he have Josh Dobbs again? Maybe. I don't know. My biggest fear is that TJ Hawkinson falls back into that tier of tight ends we don't give a shit about at all. You know what right. I mean? The Dallas Goddards, the Pat Farmers. Yes, they're names, and people like them because of their names, but if you look at production, however you want to do it, they're flat, and they basically all give you the same. It's just your flavor of what you want, and I'm pretty sure, Eric, we're kind of headed in, in that direction right now. So, yeah, before your league mates realize that this might be the guy you trade, maybe you go get you trade Hawkinson, go get Dalton Kincaid. Maybe you get you know a plus on top of Kyle Pitts for Hawkinson. So that that could be if you have a TJ Hawkinson team, that might be the the play. So I think I agree with you. I'll go Bowers, Kincaid, and Pitts. I think I'll I agree with that top six. And then how about your seven, eight, nine, and ten? <sighs> These guys don't really matter. Um, well, I agree. <laughs> I'm gonna go Dallas Goddard at seven. Okay. Um, I'll go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Trey McBride. Okay. Interesting. Um, I'm going to put him up there, right? You, you got to see one game of, like, holy shit. And mm-hmm. then uh, then we got to see Clayton Toon. So maybe maybe Yeah, that was a holy shit, get... too. Like, holy shit, I've never seen somebody <laughs> this fucking bad in my bad. life. I mean, I, I knew Trace McSorley existed, but holy shit. I'm going to put Evan Ingram up there because all he does is produce. Like, he's kind of crusty and gross for a lot of people, but he's locked in Damn. with that contract now, and he's producing... And then I will. Uh, I'm gonna put Jake Ferguson up there. Like they ah, really. So you don't even them. have you don't have Hawkinson or Kittle in your top ten. I put I put yeah, yeah. Um, I should redo this. Hawkinson deserves to be up there. Okay, <laughs> so my bad. My oh, bad. I just forgot. Bad. Okay. So we're at right, seven, seven. Yes, yeah. seven. We'll put Hawkinson at seven. We'll put we'll put Goddard at eight, okay. nine, and ten. I'm gonna go Trey McBride, and then Evan Ingram. Okay, I can get with that. Um, so my seven would be Hawkinson. My eight would be, man, I, I, I think it's going to be, man, do I want to go Goddard? I think I'm going to go Goddard still, even though he's injury prone. I think nine, I'm going to go Cole Komet. He's going to probably have Caleb or Drake May throwing him the ball, which is a major upgrade. And he's only 24 years old still, even though he's been in the league for like three years, three or four years. Komet has looked pretty good at times this year, so I'm going to go Komet. And then 10, 
yeah, there's there's so many guys. McBride's looked solid. Jake Ferguson has looked really good. Luke Musgrave has looked good at times. We haven't even mentioned George Kittle. I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go Jake Ferguson. I really like what I've seen from Jake Ferguson this year. I can get behind so, that. So I think I would go him as ten. But there's some guys I'm still. I mean, we we said, oh man, we don't want any of these guys. But there's still a couple guys out here I'm interested in, like Musgrave, um, Evan Ingram. You mentioned yeah. McBride. I still think there's something there for Michael Mayer. I'm hoping this new regime just gets starts getting him the ball. Um. I still think there's something there for Njoku if, if Deshaun Watson can finally get his shit together. I was just going to ask you to, like, think about this uh, from the standpoint of, like we talked about with the wide receivers in your draft. Mm. Uh, there's going to be a few people who take tight end maybe in the second or third round, depending on your tight end premium and what the uh, the roster settings are, whether it's a start two tight end league or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, people are going to like Sam Laporta. There's still going to be some Dalton Kincaid fans out there, some hype, especially if he continues it, some Kyle Pitts guys that are doing it. Really, though, outside of you know picking your direction with Travis Kelsey, mm-hmm. why take a tight end so early when like down to tight end 18? Darren Waller, Kate Otten, Chig, if that's still your dude. Uh, you mentioned David Njoku, Dalton Schultz, Pat Fryermuth, Luke Musgrave, Evan Egram. Like, we're talking about all these guys. You're talking about guys that are going to be around 9, 10, 11 yeah. startup picks, and there's not a whole lot of difference between them and whoever the hell the tight end three is. So right. just think about that for a draft strategy when you do it. Like, Absolutely. I don't have to take the tight ends early. I can just get one of these other dudes and be fine right. with it. And, like, you were talking about this middle tier of, like, Hawkinson, Kincaid, Pitts, Goddard, those types that were, like, right after our top five. The only reason I would take any of those guys, like, where they're probably going to go would be to stack. So if I had Josh Allen and I wanted to get Kincaid, I would be willing to do that. Um, Obviously, you're probably not going to know who Kyle Pitts' quarterback is or Hawkinson. You know, Goddard and Hurts, if you wanted to make that stack. Cole Komet, you're not going to know his quarterback yet, so maybe you kind of pass on those guys. But if you do have Josh Allen or Jalen Hurts, I think taking Kincaid or Goddard may be about where they're supposed to go around, you know, whatever it is, six or seven. I'm fine with that, but I agree with your strategy. I'd probably just take one of the last of these guys, whoever they leave me, um, from that tier. I think your your best bet is to, at least strategy-wise, um, kind of depending on what you're doing, right? Like, I want to put my focus on elite quarterbacks, like those mm-hmm. guys we talked about in the top 10. Uh, if you want to go down to 11, uh, at the quarterback, completely fine. Like, get some of those guys. Uh, punt the shit out of the running back position. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah kick it to the moon, and then also punt the uh, punt the tight end position. So whether you want to go after those those couple of elite guys at the wide receiver with your first-round pick, uh, the Chases, the Jefferson, the pick that could be Marvin Harrison Jr., mm-hmm. load up on draft capital, whatever it is, and then backfill it with a lot of this mm-hmm. nice, youthful depth at wide receiver and just go tight end can kiss my ass, running back mm-hmm. can kiss my ass because I'm just going to – running back especially, you'll find those dudes in round 17, 18, get a bunch of second-round picks, some third-round picks, like who gives a shit. But mm-hmm. tight ends just kind of target where you're going to – round nine, I'm going to take my first tight end. You know, right. Maybe in round 13 I back them up with – under Dalton Schultz or some shit like this. Right. And then I'm good at tight end for the rest of the draft, but I didn't have to spend any real capital to get it. Right. And in these kind of leagues too, how I like to build 
um, you know, super flex PPR leagues, maybe a 1.5 tight end premium. Uh, let's say start two running backs, three receivers. Maybe you get two or three, four flexes. I'm going to, I'm hammering the wide receivers. I'm just going probably get my quarterbacks with my first two picks and I'm going to hammer the hell out of wide receivers, running backs or whatever. That's how I usually kind of draft in some of these leagues, but my strategy will change depending on settings too. If it's point per carry, I'm going to want to get a running back or two. If the tight end premium is 1.75 or higher, or it's even start two tight end leagues, which I like too. Um, I'm going to prioritize the tight ends a little bit more. So it, it mixes up the balance. Kind of just depends on you how you set up the league. Yeah, yeah. If you draft with kickers as placeholders for rookie picks too, uh, I find now is kind of like the best time if you want to be that real yeah future site like rookie draft pick hoarding because yeah. everybody's in the now. You're seeing C.J. Stroud play well. You got to see Anthony Richardson. You saw you know saw some flashes from JSN, Zay Flowers, Puka Nakua, like these young guys. Um, even some of these aging vets we're going to speak very fondly of. Travis Kelsey's doing really well. Um, you know, we have the love for the A.J. Browns and the C.D. Lambs because yep. they're in our minds right now. They're going off. You could be the draft pick whore. Like, yeah. <laughs> you can walk away with some of these with literally your first five, six picks all being within the top seven, eight of the rookie draft next year. And you're going, like, I could never accomplish this. Right. <laughs> and exactly. it's normal. Like, I could never do a startup in yep. the offseason and get this many rookie picks. Yeah. So that might be a strategy to do. You know, just say, hey, I'm going to go and just do rookie draft picks. I'm going to take the 101. I'll take the 102, the 103. I'll take all of them. Fuck it. Right. And then, you know, you're got. You got the first three picks, and you go. You have Caleb Williams, Drake May, Marvin Harrison Jr., you know, and all three of those guys become really, really good players, like we think they're going to be. And your team's looking great. And you know, it might not be the first year that it really produces, but year two, you're going to have the team that everybody wants because you got all these young studs. So I agree with that. You got Something the, to try. The, you got the safe assets, right? The ones right. you don't have to worry about them blowing their Achilles out because it's a draft pick. Right. Draft exactly. pick don't get hurt. Player gets hurt. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. So things can change. Like, you know, one of these guys could get injured too. Who knows? So I think I'd be a little bit more skeptical if, uh, like you said, you had to name the rookie, right? Kind of like, a yeah, baby. yeah. I, yeah. You're, you I was just doing it for the rankings. Yeah, but yeah. Usually in most of these leagues, you just get the one-on-one rookie pick. Right. Or one-on-two. Right. But some leagues do do it that way where you got to actually name the rookie. And I think I'm a little bit more hesitant to, uh, to put I, I my... wouldn't even join that league. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, no stuff. thanks. Yeah. yeah. No, thank you. But if I was, and there was people getting crazy where they're like, yeah, I'm naming Brock Powers here. I'm naming Malik Neighbors. I'm, in, I'm naming this running back or this Michael Penix, like this third quarterback, who may not even be a first round NFL pick. I think I go with the opposite strategy where I just avoid rookies. And I go, I'm just going to take everything else, right? I'm going to take all current right. NFL guys while everybody else does this. So, Right, absolutely. All right, well, so that is our top 10 for each position. If you're going to go ahead and do a startup here soon uh, in the middle of the season, those are always fun to do. I'll probably look to maybe do one of those. So they're always fun kind of do the draft in the middle of the season. Uh, are we ready to do America's Favorite Game? Yes. What kind of question is that? <laughs> just like a degenerate gambler, hit me. Yeah, hit me. Yeah, do it again. <laughs> All right, so I came up with this one uh, this morning. Do we know? Do you know what Friday is? What Friday is? Like yeah, this what's, Friday? What, what's what's coming up this Friday? Do you is know? it Veterans Day this Friday? No, it's Saturday. Saturday's Veterans Day. Okay. Yeah, thanks to all the veterans out there, by the way. I, I just know where I work. Like some people have holidays. I don't. Right. Okay. No. Us. No. It's, it's kind of a holiday. Not official. 
Unofficial holiday. No, I don't. What is what is Friday? Fizzle knows if, if Fizzle's listening. I see him. I see him on Discord. It says playing Call of Duty. Oh, the new, new Call Warfare dropping the, on Friday. Yeah. Oh boy. So, what is your favorite Call of Duty game? Oh man, I haven't played Call of Duty in forever. Um, okay. I think the last time I got into it was maybe Black Ops Two. Okay. And I gave it a try, and then some twelve-year-old just gaped me. And yeah. talk shit to me the whole time, and I'm like, I'm a, I'm in my 30s, bro. <laughs> Getting yeah. to my there, I don't. It might have been Black Ops 2. I don't remember which one it was, but I stopped playing for a couple years. There was a, a Call of Duty where I don't, I don't know. You had like a fucking jetpack, and you could fly around a little bit, oh. or had like a gust. And I'm like, yeah, no thanks. I'm not doing this flying shit. Uh, but the my favorite one was the original Modern Warfare. Where if you got like the twenty five kill streak, you got the nuclear bomb, you could drop it and it ended the match right then and there. I got it once, only one time. And here's my little cousin who's you know twelve years old and he's getting them like every day. I'm like, you little bastard. I'm uh, trying to think of one I spent way too much time on, but I, it might have been might have been one of the first modern warfares. Might have been the first one. Okay. Um, yeah, because be Modern mo- Warfare Two just came out last year, and Modern Warfare Three is right now. They used to have this mode, and they might still have it. This is how long it's been since I played it. But uh, basically, you go against like swarms. Oh yeah, repeating yeah, yeah. swarms, and you try yep. to make like your final stand. Yep. Um, but there used to be this one level where there was a central building. In order to get to it, you had to go down steps on either side, uh-huh. and there was a nice big space in the center where you could like hide in the corner, and they couldn't get to you. But uh, as you'd go out and you'd run and you you know you kill some waves, you get more more money where you can buy shit and you could mm-hmm. set up all these automatic like mini guns and shit all over the place and booby right. trap the hell out of it. But it was like some French city map. Uh, but I I spent way too many hours on that trying to make like intricate claymore mazes and fucking <laughs> mini guns all over the place and just seeing how far he could get before. Get- they just absolutely overwhelm you. Overwhelm you. Okay, I didn't play that mode. I was. I'm more of a. I play the multiplayer. I'll play the campaign and stuff. Um, the campaigns, man, they're like freaking movies nowadays. They get like mm. actual actors playing in them, and they're video created in, in the game and everything. The uh, the modern warfare ones are cool. Like I remember, I I think it's the first modern warfare, modern warfare or black ops like um, where you got a, the uh, main character. I forget the hell his name was. Uh, the guy you got to kill. He's a, he's in the newest one, anyways. That you, he comes back, Makarov. That's it. Makarov. And uh, okay. I think it's Modern Warfare One. You got to you, you're in a sniper map. You're it's like in, in the Chernobyl one. Okay. Uh, yep. Yep. Yeah, and you got to snipe him. It's like where the Ferris wheels at. Yep. I remember that one. Um, yeah, but that was that was definitely my favorite Modern Warfare. I spent a, a ton of time on that, and it was so. I had my first like HD TV back then. And I would just sit in this one little spot uh, on the minigun, and it would be across the map. I forget what the hell the map was called, but it was like a, you're, there was two hills on each side. And any little movement, man, I was on it. My hand-eye coordination, I just saw any little movement on this HDTV. Just fucking just fuck guys up with it, man. It was great. Loved it. Uh, spent way too much time on that game. I remember one that they had where you got to go up into a C-130 Spectre gunship. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one of the kill streaks. Right? Yeah. yeah. Just, well, I mean, like, it was actually in a campaign oh, mode. Oh, in the campaign mode. In yeah, the yeah, campaign yeah. mode. Yeah, they usually have that in every down. campaign mode now. Ridiculous. Yeah, they're fun. 
Uh, but yeah, even getting the kill streaks with that is too. Like, it's always fun when you get like that random kill streak that falls and you don't know what it is, and then you get that really sweet like the C one thirty gunship and shit, and you get to shoot down people with that. That's always fun. Um, that's how I got my uh, my nuclear bomb. I was sniping on a on a map, and I was just picking people off. And then I got that C one thirty, and I'm just lit them all up until I got to the uh, twenty five kill streak and was able to drop the nuke. So that was uh. Yeah, that was fun. The most the most fun, the one I have the fondest memories of is playing with my friends when I was younger, the first original Call of Duty. Right. Uh, and just running around. And when we play multiplayer, like in person at oh, the yeah. house too, uh, we all thought we were in the movie Saving Private Ryan. And <laughs> I used to have a buddy that used to do that. So the I don't remember the character's name, but the actor's Barry Pepper, the sniper in oh, Saving yeah, yeah, Private yeah, yeah. Ryan. Yep. He used to do that fucking line all the time when we were we would play at our house, right? He'd like snipe somebody, and he's like, he goes, "Put me anywhere up to and including one mile of Adolf Hitler. Pack your bags, boys. <laughs> War's <laughs> over." <laughs> but he used to do that shit on repeat every time he get a kill. He's such a dick. Oh yeah, that's great. You ever see the boom headshot video that the one guy made? No, no, that that's an old one. Uh, that reminds that me of that one. Yeah, look that up now. I'll uh, yeah, I'll definitely send it to you. But boom. Uh, headshot. <laughs> right. Oh man, yeah, Call of Duty coming out. Kyler Murray's gonna suck this weekend. First what? game, first game back. And then the new Call of Duty's dropping. This guy ain't studying for shit Friday I, and Saturday. You know what? I'm I'm two for two on predictions, right? And they usually come on Friday night's show or, you know, with Adam. Um, I called the Will Levis thing on his debut, right? Uh-huh. I said he was going for three touchdowns. It, I, I lowballed him. It went for four. Four. <laughs> right? Uh, this last Friday, Adam was talking about, like, potential matchup with Cincinnati. And I was like, T. Higgins going to have a big game. And I was like, mm. okay, you know, whatever. Right. He is at a big game. Eric, let's do it. I'm calling Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's going to have two touchdowns and uh, I'll say he probably goes over 260 in yards. He's going to be a top 12 quarterback on the week in his first game back. Okay. How about that fantasy we'll points see. wise? Let's see if yeah, I'm three so, for three. So he's going to maybe play Call of Duty the week after. You play Call of Duty the week after. <laughs> As soon as the game's over on Sunday, though, you know, he hitting them sticks. That's awesome. All right. All right. Well, that is it for this week's episode, guys. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at Eric Vanek NFL. Follow the show at America's Game Pod, at South Harmon FF on Twitter as well. Follow us there. Get the trade show, 4D Chess. Find out when all that's dropping. Uh, Waiver Wire show I do on Tuesdays. Start Sit we do on Sundays. Me, Adam, and Mike Fizzle was on there this week, which was a lot of fun. Uh, so, yeah, make sure you guys check that out. Check out the website, SouthHarmonFF.com. Warp Tools on there, Mind Warped, uh, all the other good stuff. We'll have some more stuff coming here for you soon. Uh, but, yeah, that's it for me. Anything you got, Mike? Yeah, if you're watching on YouTube, like, subscribe, oh, yeah. comment sure. away on the video. Uh, engagement that stuff help us out, helps us out so much and if you listen on podcast form leave us a rating leave us a review if you're so inclined uh, again helps that helps us out it, and we love to hear from you we want to yeah, hear from you absolutely. we want some feedback uh, make fun of eric and i's top 10 list uh, i'm sure mine will get made fun of how the hell you have t Higgins still in the top 10 listen right. i'm never leaving I'm like the never wolf leaving. of wall street i ain't leaving i ain't fucking leaving <laughs> 
Oh, all right, so that's a good ending that we're going to end on there. Uh, so until next week, America's Game episode number 16. We will see you guys then. Have a good one. Thank you.